I respect you as a father, as a husband. I respect you so much as a police officer now. And um, I really feel like I made a lifelong friend. Riding back from Atlanta with you was probably one of the best parts of all of this. Chapter One, Waiting. Karama was in Miami for a conference with aspiring TV hosts. They were all eager and anxiously waiting to learn from him about how to maintain their presence on camera. Not known to these guys, Karama was waiting for something too. You see, weeks before, he had to show up headstrong for the audition of a lifetime. That audition? It was for Queer Eye, a show that Netflix was reviving from a reality series that debuted in 2003. Karama was poised to fill the culture category of the show, a profile that was meant for a purveyor of the arts. You know, someone who's a serious fan of museums, the ballet, Broadway, that sort of thing. But Karamo knew that his journey and what he could bring to the table were much more than that. This is the story of Karamo Brown, father, empathetic listener, and one of the stars of the Emmy Award-winning Netflix series, Queer Eye. This is Camille. And this is Maverick. And this is Sincerely Human, a show about humans you should know. And their stories of doing good in the modern age. Chapter 2. The Educated Rebel. The year was 1980, in Houston, Texas. Karamo Brown was born to immigrant parents who were Jamaican and Cuban. When he was 16, Karamo's parents divorced. And I moved to Parkland, Florida, where I went to high school. And for me, growing up, had many different challenges from just being an African-American gay boy with immigrant parents growing up in an all-white neighborhood. But then I also had a lot of joys of, you know, being into sports and enjoying business clubs and enjoying the arts and just having a really good time. And my dream was always to be in television, but that's not really a career you have when your parents are like, we're from another country and we came here to give you a better life. Karamo's father wanted his son to be smart and well-educated. But more than that, he wanted Karamo to evolve and to challenge the status quo if needed. So my name is Karamo Kariga, which means educated rebel in Swahili. And my name was given to me by my father, who's a Rastafarian. He wanted his children to have names with meanings. But as great as his intention was, it caused a lot of conflict and strife being in predominantly white neighborhoods where they did not know how to pronounce my name. Karamo was ashamed of his name growing up because of the way people mispronounced it. But eventually, he became proud of his given name, which helped shape who he is today. I am somebody who's well-researched, well-educated, and I'm also somebody who goes against the grain in the sense of not just accepting the status quo and believing that we should always push the narrative further by trying to help ourselves and help other people. Chapter 3, God is Love. 
Haramo grew up Christian, and he is to this day. He would go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays with his mom and sisters. And the minute that I started to let people into my life regarding my sexuality, um, I realized that in the church that I loved so much, I was getting pushback from adults who would be making comments or snickers, which first of all is just inappropriate because I was a child and no adult should ever say anything to a child, especially when I wasn't even sexualized yet. Like I had no concept of what the word gay meant. And for a very long time, it caused me to leave the church and say, you know what, if this is what church and God is about, then I'm not going to be here. But eventually I realized that's not the proper way. I shouldn't be running away from challenges. I should be educating myself, looking to inspire those people in those environments so that they can grow as well. True to his name, Karamo studied the Bible. And one of the biggest things that I learned was, first of all, the fundamental of God is that God is love. So judgment, hate is outside of what the actual text is about, which was a great tool for me to use when communicating with people who use negativity or use hate or use judgment against me. Secondly, I realized that majority of the people in organized religion like to divorce the context from the verse. I describe it like this. The Bible is the only place where we'll allow someone to take one line to tell us what the book means. Any other book you read, you'd have to read the entire chapter to understand what the book is about. And as I started to research, I realized that there is not one place in the Bible that actually says that LGBTQ people are not loved by God. Having that knowledge and having that empathy, I was able to go into spaces like churches and talk to them and teach them. And I used my empathetic ways to help them to grow and to see and to have open conversations. Chapter 4, Raising Sons It was a Friday night in California. Karamo just got home from an event hosted by MTV Real World, a pioneer in its genre back when it premiered in 1992. Around this time, Karamo was a breakout star who was cast as the first openly gay African-American in reality TV. As he shot to fame, he used drugs excessively while his mental health deteriorated. He noticed a stack of papers on his welcome mat and saw an envelope which read, subpoena for back child support. He literally thought he was getting punked. For those not familiar, Punked is a practical joke show hosted by Ashton Kutcher back in the year 2000s. But the envelope was no practical joke. It was real life. And at 2.30 in the morning, hours after a wild party, Karamo discovered that he had a son. A son with his best friend from high school, Stephanie Brooks. When I actually like literally met him and hugged him, it was so cool. It, it felt like literally like I was missing something like that. That's Karamo's son, Jason, in an interview with Parents.com. Eventually, Karamo found himself being a father to two sons, Jason and his half-brother, Christian. Well, I can first of all say the issue they've taught me is patience because they get on my goddamn nerves. Ooh, I tell you, they do, they do, they do. But apart from patience, fatherhood taught him something else. 
Raising children taught Karamo how to be a better human being. Karamo says that being a father makes him want to work harder each day and create the best possible world for his children. They should never put themselves in a position where they feel disrespected, but they should always think critically and be open to challenging themselves and others by being an empathetic listener. Just as black men living in this country right now, where we see people of color constantly being harassed by the police or different hate groups, you have to prepare them to the fact that, you know, we're in a space where people don't like you. And I think that's true for any marginalized group, and I'm doing air quotation on marginalized because I, I hate calling myself marginalized because there's nothing marginal about me. But when we're dealing with women or people of color, you know, we are to a degree under attack. And you have to be able to equip yourself with enough self-love, but also the tools of how to communicate and have those hard conversations with other people, but also being open to listening to their perspectives without disrespecting yourself or being disrespected. Chapter 5. Letting People In Trained as a social worker and psychotherapist, Karamo was also behind a nonprofit organization called 6 in 10. It provides mental health support and education to the LGBTQ plus community. Well, I think that the term coming out doesn't give LGBTQ people the power, it gives people who are outside of our community the power to accept or deny us. And the only person whose acceptance you should be worried about is your own acceptance and loving yourself. I think when you look for outside validation, you're already taking a step in the wrong and unhealthy direction. And so I'm not coming out of any space. I'm letting people in to get to know me and to understand that who I am is just like them. I want love, I want support. I have fears, I have a family. Karamo says that just like everybody else, he's still on a journey and doesn't always have it together. Like right now I'm going through something physically, which um, can sound shallow, but being in front of the camera, I'm constantly having to be in front of people and I feel unattractive most days. And it's been a hard struggle for me that I have to wake up and remind myself that my beauty doesn't come from the outside, it's from the inside, and that I can still not feel comfortable on the outside, but I can still help people. And that is literally my truth right now. But in the end, Paramo shares that to show compassion for others, you need to be compassionate to yourself first. I always make sure that I lead with love-based decisions and not fear-based decisions when I'm talking to other people. So I try to encourage them and inspire them to be better and not pull out their negatives. And I'm not going to lie, I'm not perfect. You know, um, I have meltdowns just like everyone else, but I try to acknowledge those meltdowns and grow from them and move on. And I think that's the key in being compassionate to yourself and others. Chapter 6 the call. It was 8 p.m. when Karamo's phone rang. It was a Los Angeles number that his phone didn't recognize. Karamo says that when his phone rings, it's likely one of his kids, Ian, his fiance, his mom, or maybe a friend checking in to see how he's doing. How are you doing? Karamo picked up the phone and on the other end of the line were the creators of Queer Eye. They told him that it was an extremely tough decision and not everyone who auditioned made the cut. Karamo thought, 
they're telling me I didn't make it. But all the self-doubt went away when he finally heard the words, congratulations, you're a member of the new Fab Five. In the course of two seasons, Karamo had already made an indelible mark alongside his co-stars, whom he also refers to as his brothers, Jonathan, Anthony, Bobby, and Tan. Anyone in the process of a make-better needs to be transformed beyond the external. If you've ever seen Queer Eye, it's during the heartfelt one-on-one conversations with the guests, or who they call heroes, when Karamo makes a subtle yet profound impact. When the heroes have their emotional breakthroughs with Karamo, that's when they're most vulnerable and honest about the way they've been living their lives. Um, I think too many times we think that to be better people, we have to help a million amount of people. But to help a million people, you have to help yourself first. That's why on every plane, they say, put on your mask before you put someone else's on. And I think if we can make it for people to understand that they just need to love and take care of themselves and be kind to themselves and be compassionate and be better, then the world will get better just through that. When it comes to Karamo's work, we've barely scratched the surface. He just released his memoir, Karamo, My Story of Embracing Purpose, Healing, and Hope. He's also about to get everyone talking, laughing, and crying again with the launch of Queer Eye Season 3 on March 15th. Top that all off with a podcast and his very own line of bomber jackets. Beyond all the exciting projects and plans for his career, Kuramo has his heart set on people talking and seeing each other again. And I mean truly seeing each other. We need to be kind to one another. And as Kuramo eloquently shares in his book, and I quote, we need to remove the lens that's causing us to see the world in black and white. There is an emotional gray area that connects us all. Thanks again, guys, for tuning in. If you like our podcast, please don't forget to rate and leave us a review. This will help more people discover our show. We are so incredibly grateful for your support. That's it. And remember, be good to one another 